Ben Affleck refused to do it in uh, Gone Girl. What's Billy Crystal's excuse? That he's not a dick. I love Ben Affleck, but like Ben Affleck and halted, David Fincher were... Halted production for like four days. Could not have been bigger penises about that. How was every? How was Rosamund Pike like, who am I working with? <laughs> what the Two fuck is wrong with children. you? The fucking babies. Get over it. It's, it's Jill and Hall Week here on Brunch. <laughs> Hit it, boys! Surprise, dummies. It's chilling all week. You didn't see this coming. Guarantee it. Because we didn't see it we coming. We definitely didn't see it coming. You said during the ball game, you were like, how about a Jillian Hall week soon? We were like, immediately? And then we just did it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even really know what uh, what spurned it. I don't know what the conversation was. Was it Zodiac? I do. Nope. It was, I, I was playing one of my hits, brought up an actor that I don't totally understand, uh, his fanfare. Ah, yes. And then people said, well, well, have you seen him in this? You know, oh, you know who else was good in that is Jake Gyllenhaal. And you were yes. like, want to do Jake Gyllenhaal week? So we'll be talking about Paul Dano at some point this week. <laughs> yes. But. He was famously the actor that spurned Gyllenhaal week because we were talking about, uh, you said that you didn't get him in Batman. And I was like, are we talking did, about? Haven't totally gotten him in, this whole episode's about Paul Dano. Yes. Haven't totally gotten him in most things other than there will be blood, and I like definitely get him in that, like historic, yes. and there will be blood. Like what? And that—that's—that's that's my thing with Dano. <laughs> where every time Paul Dano's in anything, everyone's like, "Oh my God, Paul Dano!" I'm like, "Shouldn't we be mad at him for turning in such an incredible performance?" And then I don't know. Maybe he's really good, and I'm missing the boat. Uh, but anyway, that yielded conversation about Jill and Hall Week, and honestly, I would have never done a Jill and Hall Week, or I would have never thought to do one, but. It seems like this is probably something that even if you'd never thought about it, was probably festering inside of you. You seem like a want to do Gyllenhaal content guy. We never really do. I've I've long been a Gyllenhaal guy, uh, but I've never I've never like been obsessed with Gyllenhaal to like the point where I thought about that as like a possibility in my head. Gyllenhaal week, but you know. I sort of saved that for for guys that we kind of like both share already and stand. are obsessed with. Yeah, They're like we can do this. Honestly, this is going to be like a learning process. Uh, definitely oh. for me, probably for you too. Like yes. Affleck week. Yeah, we could have we we got in and we learned a lot more about Affleck. Uh, Affleck, but we could have just like given you a week on Ben Affleck. Yes. this is going to be more of research. A like project that we were doing for you but i also think that like one of the reasons why i suggested gyllenhaal week was because i did know that he has a very interesting career he's he he has had a weird trajectory uh and i think that it's 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 worth there's enough there to dive into that is for sure he'll probably never win a grammy but if he does win a grammy he'll be three away from an egot so that's pretty cool about gyllenhaal you that's uh, what i find so interesting about him like he's like an A-lister, and he's a big star, but he's not, and I say this so lovingly of, of sweet Jake Gyllenhaal, he's just not a threat. <laughs> he has been nominated in one category. He's been nominated for a, a British Academy Award for Brokeback Mountain, I believe. Oh, wait, did he, did he get nominated? He might have been nominated for a regular Academy Award. I, th- for, I, I always thought that he did, For Brokeback actually. Mountain, you are right. He ha- also has been nominated for a Tony. Yes, he's been nominated for a Tony. 
Uh, okay. I think that he did get nominated for He a, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor okay. uh, at the 2006 All right, Academy so he, Awards. So he is a... a two oh, it was that he won a British Academy uh, Award for Brokeback Mountain. Why do they have the British Academy Awards? That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, are you aware that, like, unless you're the whitest, whitest American, white, 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 until, like, two years ago, you weren't allowed to win an Academy Award? Fair. Okay, fair. That's my guess. <laughs> fair. Uh, but I just think that, I, like... They the give, Academy they Awards regular... were so racist that British people were like, we need we to need make our, our own. own. Yes. British people were slighted. <laughs> um, so he has not been nominated. He, is a, uh, he has two out of the four EGOT nominations. Yeah. Although, I'll tell you what, man. He, the British Academy Awards like him. But these are actually this is called the British Academy Film Awards. So I think it's like it's a it's, it's like kind a of like off. a polo. What's the other thing? There's like po- there's like polos the real company, but then there's like that TJ Maxx polo that like also kind of has a horse on it. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't. That's what the British Academy it's Film like, it's like Awards. A, it's called like American Sportsman or something. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Where it's kind of maybe a little bit of, but the British Academy Film Awards do love our guy jakey g because they nominated him for best actor in a leading role for two movies in the last seven years nocturnal animals okay. which i love good movie uh and nightcrawler okay yeah, i don't know that one nightcrawler was pretty good is paul dano in it <laughs> is not strong uh strong jake gyllenhaal performance in nightcrawler uh riz ahmed i believe is in, oh okay is, is in nightcrawler I believe I remember this one. Oh, they, yeah, that's that 2014 American neo-noir psychological thriller film written and directed by Dan Gilroy in his directorial debut. Why don't you tighten that up, Wikipedia? <laughs> it's a bit mouthy. You don't want to. You don't want to get over like 15 words in a sentence. Uh, so, Gyllenhaal week it is. This episode is like the welcome to Gyllenhaal week kind of episode. It'll be Gyllenhaal beginnings. We'll get out some thoughts on Gyllenhaal as we've already kind of begun to spin that wheel. To whip that, the, you know, the ball of cheese they do at restaurants sometimes, where they we've already begun to like to like spin that, carve that cheese. This is the tourist trap episode. Yes, exactly. It's where it's more about the uh, it's more about the spectacle than it is about the taste. You ever do that thing? They take ice cream scoops with yeah, the cheese. You, that's never a good sign. But not a good <laughs> sign for the old belly but yes you're done for the day if you do one of those i did one of those uh when i arrived in aruba a little bit bad what bad way to kick off a beach vacation <laughs> yeah that sets you down I, i've done one at like if it's like a latish dinner or something like Fair. that yeah. do that with anything and you are toast you'll, you'll be sleeping uh we will get to some cheesy performances from jake gyllenhaal tuesday we'll get into the when Jake Gyllenhaal really kind of starts to become a thing, as he, as you, you, you got your two thousand ones, you got your Donnie Darkos, you got your Bubble Boy, famously, uh, we definitely have already watched Bubble Boy for yes. some reason. That that was as as you go chronologically. I was trying to like find like the all right. We'll sprinkle in random ones, but we should probably hit benchmarks for certain episodes to make sure that we're hitting the timeline correctly. Bubble Boy did seem like an important one to well, hit. Well, you put out the call for uh, for like, hey, what should we do for Gyllenhaal week? What should we see? And yeah. I feel like you, I think you said the overwhelming favorite was Bubble Boy. Oh, on the Twitter, I did yes, the, yeah. the classic uh, 
sports writer is tired during the season. Hey, you know what? You Fans, give me ideas. What do you want to read? <laughs> yeah. I would today's about you. <laughs> what would you like me to write? This is because I love you so much and not because I don't want to think of it something. It is reader appreciation day over here. What would you like me to do? Send but yeah, the mailbag because I would like to answer your questions. There were some yeah, there were some calls for Bubble Boy which okay. we've now seen and I had you not I'm, seen it before? No, had you? Oh yeah, you'd seen Bubble Boy. Yes, with Deputy Judy as the as Chloe, the girl he likes. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, this episode is not the Bubble Boy episode. You didn't know that that's de- uh, so Deputy I Judy. Did not make that connection. Is the, uh, but you hadn't seen you hadn't seen maybe one of the other screen that she was in. I think mm-hmm. you'd only you said you'd only seen her in the most recent screen, yes. and you were like. What's the big deal with this lady? Yes, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. She's a person in Scream. She's expendable. <laughs> Why would we care that she lives or dies? So uh, let's go through some Gyllenhaal beginnings. So Jake Gyllenhaal is an American. Well, let's actually quickly check. Is Jake Gyllenhaal his real name? It is. It is? Yeah. yeah. Well, Gyllenhaal's got to be is. his last name. Otherwise, there's a real... There's a real like there's a real plot twist in here. Th- well, just there's a there's like a deep scam going on. A lot of people are in on this. It means his dad's in on it. Yeah. It means Mags never put anything past her. Well, did you know this? I found this from my research. Uh, he is a member of uh, the noble Swedish family, the Gyllenhaals. There's a noble Swedish family. Yes. The only thing. I- Born into the Gyllenhaal family. So, yes. yeah, that's something that typically doesn't happen that, on the Wikipedia page. No, yeah. Born into the Blackburns, <laughs> yeah. not hyperlinked. <laughs> I like. I read that. I was like, well, yeah, no shit. I mean, like, I was born into the Blackburn family. No, it is of note. It is a... He is a descendant. You also know that that's like a... That's a big tip-off. Yeah. They say, like, they're a descendant yeah. of uh, the Swedish royal family or noble family, the Gyllenhaals. House uh, Gyllenhaal. It, uh, the Swedish noble family Gyllenhaals, of course, descended from uh, cavalry officer Lieutenant Nils Gunnarsson Hall, who died... Oh, I love this. This family is so old. Guess when Lieutenant Nils Gunnarsson Hall died? Like the 1300s. This is one of my favorite things. It's a rarity you get this on Wikipedia. Yeah. Died... 1680 or 1681. Oh, that's a good one. You ever get that? I, I, on the, like, I love no, when the I parentheses, like, when the person's age, it'll be yeah, like 27 or 28. No, I like when it's like uh, around 1940 or whatever. Love that. I uh, ennobled in 1652 with a change of surname to Gyllenhaal. The name Gyllenhaal originated from Nils Gunnarsson Gyllenhaal. Oh, so Hall, Gunnarsson Hall. All right, so he put Gunnarsson Hall. He threw Gyllen on there because... He was, yeah, it says he was jilling like a villain. It's a <laughs> whole thing. All right. So just uh, just a few more minutes on the Hall family here. I kid. He was born into that family. He's 41 now. He's born in L.A. Son of screenwriter uh, Naomi Foner and director Stephen Hall. They've both been nominated for, like, real British awards. Ca- British, British, Academy. Yeah. British Academy Film Awards. But, like... I think there's like an Emmy nomination between them. There's an Oscar nomination. They're legit. I did not know that. I didn't know that he was like a he was like ho- he had a Hollywood family. I didn't know like outside like Maggie, but I didn't know yeah, that like he has the like parents. A, but like uh, so when I say they're legit, they're like he's not like he's got like a working in, yes, family. People in Hollywood might know them, but like I don't right. think I don't think most people are like yo. You ever check out Stephen Gyllenhaal's work? Uh, well, he's he directed. Oh, you know what? I think he directed the movie Girl Fight. Remember that? No. That was about um, 
I think it was the prequel to to Fist Fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they were like in. The, it was a it was a like rare the, progressive yeah, right. uh, like, thing where the, the reboot guys. Was, yeah, <laughs> the reboot was like, what do we flip this shit on its head? Bring in some fellas. Everyone's gonna be mad about this, but whatever. Get over all, all, all the cranky old women who weren't gonna watch this movie anyway are gonna tweet about it, and they're gonna be right. so mad. Then they're gonna go vote for. I'm trying to. Th- what's like the Trump's uh, like Sarah Palin? <laughs> Not a bad job of trying to flip that into hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Good All the that. bad stereotypes, though. Typically, old guys. Uh, so, he's the brother of Maggie Gyllenhaal, of whom, historically, I've I've not been, like, outspoken against this, but I've never really been a big Maggie Gyllenhaal fan. Never gotten it. Uh, I do... I, I used to be like, Maggie Gyllenhaal stinks. Mm-hmm. I don't think she stinks. Uh, she's grown on me over the years. Yeah, I mean, like, she's, she's fine. Like, I, I just... I don't, like... I don't need her in things. What's her incredible need, role? I don't know. And honestly, not that we, not that this needs to happen, but we always go the extra mile for you. I think that Maggie Gyllenhaal is way more attractive than Jake Gyllenhaal. I disagree. I don't but, think that Jake Gyllenhaal is that attractive. Uh, in I, fact, I disagree with that. I mean, he's only getting more attractive as he, he ages. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy stinks when he was younger. Oh yeah, for sure. He yeah, was yeah. like, all my notes on like the first three movies we've watched so far are like, how did this guy get hot? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like the the picture of him with the uh, the black turtleneck with the chain in, yeah. the, in the blue blazer is like an all time hot pick. Yeah, yeah. he's extremely attractive, uh, wide face, good hairline. He's got strong he ch- features. Checks a lot of boxes. Yeah. Checks a lot of boxes. Uh, here's a twist: Maggie Gyllenhaal, as a lot of people know, played. Is a dis- she comes from the, the Gyllenhaal the family. Family. Uh, no, she played uh, the. Uh, the love interest in the Dark Knight. Yes. Did you know? Yes, I that did. Jake Gyllenhaal was very close to land- landing the role of Batman in mm. the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah, he was uh, almost cast for Batman Begins, but you should know this. You got too ahead of yourself. They weren't going to be in the same thing. No, I know. But Gyllenhaal's only do- yeah, but no, not only no. that. Gyllenhaal's only do one Batman movie. That's true. He was going to be replaced by by somebody else. Well, he was also almost the replacement for Spider McGuire. McGuire Spider Man. Yes, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal very is... close to being Spider Man and Batman, but he did end up being in Spider Man. He True. played uh, Doctor Robotnik in the <laughs> Sonic movie. Yeah, what was uh, which one was he in? He <laughs> was in like two Batmans ago and no, two Spider Mans ago. Spider Mans ago. Yes. No. no uh, no way home or uh, or far far from home. Far from home. Oh, yeah, played Mysterio. Mysterio. He was Ray good. Yeah, he, he. I didn't like his character. He lied a lot. Mm-hmm. So big, big phony. The TikTok kids should have seen that one and been like, uh, "Before you go see Batman, just want to give you a heads up. the The bad guy is a fucking liar, and that's not the example we should be setting." TikTok kids. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, famously forty one. Family man has family. Uh, he attended and graduated from Harvard Westlake School in Los Angeles, California, where I think he went to Harvard. He was cl- says, he, says he went to Harvard. That's what I would tell people. Where he was classmates with members of Maroon Five, as well as fellow actor Jason Siegel. What members of Maroon Five would like to know? Because if it's not J- if it's not Adam Levine, like who cares? Are you kidding me? Uh, what's his? Fa- what, no, I was going to say Gary Valentine, but uh, Maroon Five. 
but band those but like those members those band members don't exist anymore. James Valentine. I, I don't want to like besmirch the members of Maroon Five, but they were they were kicked out like fifteen years ago. Let's see. All right. They're, well, they James not, Valentine is from allowed- Lincoln, Nebraska, so he didn't go. So let's see. Adam Levine, which high school did he go to? He went to. Do you think any of the members of Maroon Five like when when people ask like what they do? Do you think they like say that they're members of Maroon Five, or do you think they just say like uh, we're musicians? He. Because I feel like there's like I don't know. I feel like you. I feel like you're really going. You're you're kind of out of pocket on this. Like, I don't. I don't. The members of Maroon Five are like really good. Like I, Maroon I, Five was like an awesome band. Like those are you got to remember Maroon I, uh, Five. Those guys are the guys that made songs about Jane. I know. Adam Levine went off and did some that, dumb shit. With but them, that's what without I'm, them. But that's but. what I'm saying is that like I'm. I think that they're such good musicians that they probably don't want to associate with like the new Maroon Five. Oh, okay, you came at it as like it doesn't matter if it's not Adam Levine. No, 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 opposite. Is okay, that, like Adam Levine has ruined the name of Maroon Five. He truly has. <laughs> I could have gone to a Maroon Five concert like even seven years ago. I think it was, and I was like, it's just it's too. Sad. I was so excited about Maroon Five when they first got started because i was like yo this band rules. finally gonna be a g- like i remember having the conversation like is this gonna be the next band like the only band right now that has a shot of staying power figured foo fighters and red hot chili peppers wouldn't last that much longer which ended up being wrong but i was like these are the bands right now that can go 10 15 years maroon 5 should be able to do this second album i still really liked but then it just got uh it just got bad it got generic but this Shout out the, to them. They made a lot the of money. Hall content you want. This is that Gyllenhaal. I, I, by the way, I've, I've looked up two Maroon 5 members. The only two I know by name, in fairness. And uh, neither of them went to high school with so, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, what members of Maroon 5 are we, are we talking about as classmates of Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think it matters. You missed, uh, you missed in your fun facts, you missed a big one, though, from his youth. Uh, I'm not sure. He was so he made his film debut with City Slickers in 1991. That's mm-hmm. coming right up. Uh, but in 1992, or he was offered the lead role oh, yes. of Charlie Conway in the Mighty Ducks in 1992, but his parents wouldn't let him. That's so terrible. <laughs> his so parents mean. said no. That is hilarious, though. That like he has like a like a big time. Or not a big time, but like a, a, a working Hollywood family, and they prevent him from working in Hollywood. It was because he would be away too long shooting the film. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess like they're they're trying to be good parents, but man, what what a role of a lifetime he missed out on. But they let him do city slickers, where he's out on those horses and everything for two. That had to have taken longer than two weeks that he was out there. That's right. He was riding all the horses. Well, until his character Curly died, That's but right. he, but I, I would imagine though that he was probably out there for a long time, and, and the training to like, there's no way Jake Gyllenhaal just knew when he was like nine how to ride a horse and shoot a gun. It's true, yeah, the you're right. Training, you're, you're making some good points. Also, I like that in the Wikipedia page it, it clarifies that like this was not a one time thing either. Like he would constantly get roles, and his parents would be like, "Nah, really? Yeah, it says it in the Wikipedia page, Mom." It was like. Uh, they constantly, uh, they constantly like denied him roles that he got, and they like made him work. <laughs> they made him work jobs. 
That's so weird. I, 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 it very much seems like a hey, you could. We he could have been like Leonardo DiCaprio. I guess like his parents. It's. It sounds like his parents didn't want him to be a child of privilege. But he was getting the roles. Like he wasn't being handed the roles. He was. He ended like he up seeing Anne the- Hathaway's boobs in a few movies. He was of privilege. That is a, that is a man of privilege. Yes. Yeah. We'll do Love and Other Drugs at some point this week. Have you seen that movie? Yes. It's a tough one, but it's a good one. It's a weird one. It's very tough. weird. Why? Because it's just like so much boobs and like so much like serious illness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is very much all over the place. Yeah. That's how life is, though. Yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, we could have done that for jo- uh, March Gadness. Oh, true. Yeah, that's right. Gad plays a very weird character. Oh, I think that we did do that movie for Gadness. Probably. I think we did. Gad sees Anne Hathaway's G- boobs in that yes, movie. Yes, I, I remember talking about how weird Josh Gad is in that movie. He's extremely weird. He's yes. like... Yeah, we did do that movie like for Like lurking. Gad- we did do that movie for Gadness. Not good, Josh. <laughs> Not good. Uh yeah, uh, uh, Josh Gad gets canceled because it's like it was unearthed during a recent podcast <laughs> that in a movie he uh, it, it a was unearthed in a recent Jake Gyllenhaal themed podcast that Josh Gad's character was super weird. By canceled, I mean the TikTok uh, kids find it. Like, yes. uh, I saw Love and Other Drugs. By the way, Josh Gad, what are you doing? You're disgusting. We should. That should be a bit that we do. Is like tick, TikTok kids the, find a movie yeah. and like t- come away like horrified. What would be good uh, picks for that? Like the hill, the hills have eyes. Fresh, uh, that new movie with uh, Sebastian Stan. He plays a cannibal that just uh, ah. is like seri- like serial dating and chopping people up. How would the TikTok kids feel about though? Like the. The people in the hills have eyes. I don't know if I've those seen like the monster people. There's like a They'll secret world like of Alex Mack spillage thing that like turned them into monsters, so now they eat everybody. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they feel like the TikTok kids would be like hills have eyes people. They'd be like activists. J- just yeah, they <laughs> they're empaths. Yeah, they're 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 going to be empaths of that. So let's do city slickers. Uh, I'd never seen that movie before. Had you? I had never, never even like come across that. You movie. never thought about it or heard about it. I had heard about it. I did not know what the hell it was at all. Like, oh my god! I read the description of it and I was like, I am absolutely in a hell of hoopla. I remember for City Slickers, all it, man, like when it was time to rent a movie. Really, everybody. Oh, my sisters always want to watch City Slickers. People loved City Slickers. It got. It got like award buzz, which I didn't really well, think about until didn't now. Just get buzz, is, yeah. But like, I didn't really think about it till now that like that was like a Billy Crystal comedy, and what like it it land it got a, a an Academy Award, the yeah. standard kind. It, it it got a maybe the most preposterous Academy Award win in the history of cinema. Well, we'll we'll talk about that because yeah, we'll uh, there were actually there was actually some uh, wonderful things that uh, that came of that. So, uh, City Slickers is a 1991 film with Billy Crystal and uh, Daniel Stern, and who's the mustachioed fella? Uh, something Bruno. Do we know it? Oh, it? we never talk about him. Yeah, that's right. That we have famously never talked about Bruno. We don't talk about uh, Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby, uh, and they remade or they they did a sequel to City Slickers, yeah. And he was the only one not involved. So yeah, I but you know who they replaced him with? Yeah, it was, John, uh, John Lovitz. Lovitz, which I would love to see the City Slickers sequel now. Kind of an upgrade. Yeah, we're gonna do City Slickers too at some point this week. That's that's the 
the uh, the charm of these themed weeks that will go in different directions yeah. and do things that have nothing. Like I'm going to make you watch Frank, which yeah. does not have Jake Gyllenhaal, but does have Maggie Gyllenhaal at some okay. point this week. Well, uh, Frank is big in this. Is is big in Gyllenhaal week though because yeah, he yeah Donnie Darko he's in say. Bubble Boy yeah <laughs> yeah that's right uh, no I was gonna say um, uh, Bruno Kirby has a lot of Joe Pesci energy in City Slickers oh yeah yeah big he's time. like knockoff Pesci I uh, should remind you by the way this is gonna this is a Patreon week so this episode is gonna be available to all you dummies but uh, you want the rest of this shit you're gonna need to get on Fork there it over, pal. I didn't, yeah didn't mean to say that in such a threatening demeaning tone but we are where we are uh so this movie opens with the running of the bulls very like it funny but like the first time when it was called like jackass four or whatever <laughs> they do that at some point right yeah it was the first time for sure yes i liked it when jackass four did that they do the, the they do the running of the bulls but just like it's only johnny knoxville and yeah he almost dies oh really he's in jackass yeah. Oh, they did it. Oh, no. Oh, I'm remembering. They, they let do some bulls like throughout the streets and they oh, were just yes, like yeah, yeah. jumping into well, through houses. And oh, well, that was the opening sequence uh, to Jackass 3, I want to say, or yeah. Jackass 2. One of those. Uh, yeah, where they're like jumping through windows and shit. And then they do one where they do like little uh, little calves instead of the <laughs> bulls. And they have like, it's like the midget run. Oh. Uh, and then they do like the little bulls. And then there are famously like two Johnny Knoxville like very gruesome bull stunts. You're using some bubble boy language there, oh, the, by yeah, the way. The M word. Yeah, man. I didn't see that coming from, from bubble boy. I was, when we get well, into bubble boy, there's a lot of, there is some confusion that I had going into bubble boy, mainly that bubble boy. And now I'm really tempting you guys to get on the Patreon. So you get this bubble boy episode, uh, mainly that when you rent bubble boy on demand, you're renting it from Disney. So I was like, oh, so it's a Disney movie. <laughs> and between the racism, yeah. slut shaming, like the, the use of the word midget, um, they have a. Uh, there's some light anti, or not even light, uh, some anti Semitism. Uh, what's the guy's, what's the actor's name? Uh, Brian, uh, Brian George from Seinfeld. Who? Brian George, Babu. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have him really like lean into some rough stuff. I was like, "This is a Disney movie," (laughs) and then like halfway, like after like the ninth straw, I checked and I was like, "No, just for some reason, Disney is who rents it to you." And that's not a Disney movie. That's not even the most racist part of that movie either. Oh no, when he goes into that bar with the fighting, correct? Oh my god! And they go, they they revisit that. That bit. We'll get to that. Not later a super in the week, racist but. movie, though. Is uh, is City, uh, Slickers. City Slickers? City Slickers, I think, has pretty much aged aged well. So yeah. it's three friends. They go on these crazy trips and they do adventurous stuff because one of them. What's my man's name? I Bruno had Kirby. their uh, yeah, Bruno Kirby's uh, character. But what's what's my man's I don't name? Know his name? City Slickers. I got the cast right here. Uh, Ed. So Mitch is Billy Crystal. Daniel Stern is Phil, and Bruno Kirby is Ed. And Which you, I should have remembered because it is literally written on his jacket through most of the movie. Yes, because he's a sporting goods salesman, right. and he wears his. He's doing some free promo. That's right. So he takes them on these crazy trips, and they do the running of the bulls, 
And it seems that like once a year they go do some like wild shit. And I'm like, wow, couldn't be my generation. Like go on like an insane vacation once a year with the boys. Yeah, right. How's this happening? With the boys and the and the girls. Yeah, like but they it, don't really it seems like a boys kind of trip them they, off. Yeah, it seems like a all right, we'll we'll come and like make sure you're all in one piece, which they, they're really not. Right. So they go, they do their things. After this one, Mitch is like, Look, I'm Billy Crystal. I'm probably gonna play a depressed guy, and you're right, I am. I hate my life. This is terrible. We can't keep doing these trips. And his wife is like, yo, you only go on these trips because you're so depressed. Your life sucks. And he just hit, I like 15 minutes in the movie. I was like, this is not what I thought City Slickers was. This is like the darkest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, there's like a there's like a suicide joke in the uh, yeah. in like the first half an hour. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, boy. And then you find out that he like he has kids. Yeah. You find out that he has kids like later than you should. And you're like, man, this guy is so depressed and like contemplating suicide one of his he's he's got two kids one of his kids is played by uh a young uh jake gyllenhaal is in this movie he has a few lines even and uh anyway that's enough of jake gyllenhaal in this movie but he has a birthday coming up and he's so depressed about it and he's turning 39 which early 30s is really fun but like once you hit i'm 33 once you hit like 32 33 you're like well, now I start to hear about like the bad shit in the 30s. This is an example of it mm-hmm. that like they used 39 as the this motherfucker's life is over yep. age. So uh, D- uh, Daniel Stern, by the way, has the by far the most interesting storyline in this movie. Yes. He's in a loveless, sexless marriage with a just horrible woman who hates him like poison and he impregnates a 20 year old who works for him at his wife's father's company yeah they do they present all this in like 15 seconds and i'm like they like give gyllenhaal a line after that i'm like get the get that fucking kid out of here give <laughs> yeah, me this right. movie yeah give me more of daniel Storn, uh, stern's backstory because and like the, the cashier crashes a party and yeah. dumps all that information and uh, yeah, it is. His character is wild. The other uh, uh, Ed's story is not very interesting. It's he's just a guy that likes to have sex with hot women. He just and, like dates hot young and ha- women and has like commitment sh- commitment issues. Yeah, cool, cool. We'll get to those movies. Yeah, right. Uh, every five seconds, sir. Uh, Crystal's wife, man, supportive, beautiful. Yes, she's got like a she's. Like a mix between Marley Matlin and uh, Edie Falco thing going on. And she does the whole like, hey, you're no good to me if you're miserable. So like, hey. Yeah, like don't. I need you to get it together for yeah. for everybody. Right. And not in like a not in like a mean way. She's like, I'm like, just worried about you. Yeah, supportive, supportive way. So uh, he. My big question, though, uh, if that I picked up on the very first scene, Billy Crystal, full Mets gear. Yeah, a lot of Mets gear. Which. He's a big time Yankees fan, isn't he? I think he's yeah. always at or he all, back when they back when baseball was a thing. Like, I mean, he, he was always... he was at the uh, the the opening day this year, which oh, is really? why Garrett Cole was like 
so pissed that he his start was like four minutes delayed because Billy Crystal did like a thing before opening day, and then like there was the time that Billy Crystal had like the, Derek the, Cole. You know who's more important than you, Billy Crystal? Absolutely. Yeah, most people. Yeah, Billy Crystal probably also a better baseball player than Garrett Cole. He uh, said, "I'll have what she's having." What has Garrett Cole <laughs> said? Oh no, they delayed my start because Billy Crystal's here. Cool quote, man. Uh, Billy Crystal also did the uh, like a spring training fantasy camp thing with the Yankees where he got in a bat. I mean, like so I like, remember in the late '90s, early 2000s, Billy Crystal was always at game, so he's got to be a. So yeah, why is he guy. wearing Mets gear? I don't know. Like I, maybe you know what? It could be a drive my car thing. Just aesthetically, it looks better. Yeah, well, but I mean, Ben Affleck refused to do it in uh, Gone Girl. What's Billy Crystal's excuse that he's not a dick? I love Ben Affleck, but like Ben Affleck and halted, David Fincher were halted production for like four days. Could not have been bigger penises about that. <laughs> How was every? How was Rosamund Pike like? Who am I working with? <laughs> what the Two fuck is wrong with children. you, you fucking babies? Get over it. It's it's Jill and Hall week here on brunch. <laughs> it's Jill and Hall week here on brunch. So back to City Slickers. Eddie's like, all right, Ed. <laughs> I, we we didn't know his name before. Now we call him Eddie. Eddie's like, all right, Mitchie. We're going on this thing. It's going to be, we're going to drive cattle from, where is it? From somewhere to call it, from Colorado from, to. No, it's they, the ending destination is Colorado. Yeah. Uh, crossing state lines. I want to say like, like Yellowstone or like Montana or something to, to Colorado. They're going to go be cowboys for a couple of weeks. Two weeks. And they show up there and they got to give them all this stuff. They meet all these other people who are going to be cowboys. And it was at that point that Pete texted me and said, New Patreon tier. We hit 500 subscribers. We're cowboys for two weeks. <laughs> Hell yes. He didn't even know that I'd already gotten to that part of the movie. If I hadn't, I still would have said absolutely <laughs> yes. Because I actually think that like we are quite ready to roll on that. Yeah, I got bolo 100%. ties. It, it, like, it starts from the day that we hit 500 patrons. Immediate cowboys. Yeah, we have to have like, uh, like cowboy suits, outfits yeah. ready to go. And we're only wearing cowboy shit for like two straight weeks. Everything that we do. And as you said, you said this would be easier for me than it would be for you. Because if I just randomly wore cowboy shit for two weeks, people would be like, ah, he made some slight changes. <laughs> They'd be like... Or like that's the thing he's into I today. I can't tell what's up with DJ. He changed his hair or something. <laughs> he tucked in his shirt. That's it. The boots he's wearing are a little <laughs> higher than usual. He's putting his hands in his front pocket. We'd be doing a lot of that. Hopefully, Patreon people watch on the video. But I'd have the ooh the thumbs in the yeah, in the thumbs, thumbs in, in the, in the, the front pockets. <laughs> I would honestly, I would do, I would do television. It's like this. It would look so good. Wouldn't always... Oh, you know what also I'd do? I'd uh, get like a really shitty short haircut. So when people are like, why does his hair be- look so bad? It's like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. You're just used to seeing him with a cowboy hat on. That's right. They do that with Kenny Chesney all the time. <laughs> That's right. Kenny Chesney uh, never n- without hats. Everybody that you're used to seeing with a cowboy hat, whenever they're not wearing it, you're like, oh, why do they look so shitty? <laughs> they're not wearing a cowboy hat. That would, man... That, I'm going to make that my look. My look is going to be, oh, he usually wears a cowboy hat, but I'm never going to wear a cowboy hat. Just going to be like kind of balding, like sweaty, thin, like ugh, hair. Just like flat. Yeah. Yeah. He usually wears a cowboy hat. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I've met him. He just. 
I, I wanted I want people whenever that's said people to like take like a, a couple seconds to think about it and be like I don't think that's true. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw him with a cowboy hat. You've seen me with a cowboy. I wore a cowboy hat sometimes. We wore them in Texas. We did them uh, for a Halloween it, video. It one did time. not look weird. And you got that cowboy hat at a gas station. I got, y'all, man. A, a lot of my like things that look okay on me, like I, we, we were going through some sunglass options the other day. And I got like some okay ones. I got some like really nice ones. And I, I think got... the, I think the more money that you spend on things, the worse you look in them. Yeah, is that like a me thing, or are you saying like humans? No, I think you. That so that that's good. I guess it means that I could save money. Yeah, on things. Sure. Uh, but unless it's a Rangers jersey, you look pretty good in the Rangers that one, jersey. Gotta pump up the price. So uh, they get to this thing. They're gonna they're gonna be cowboys for two weeks. They're mm-hmm. gonna drive the the cattle. Uh, Daniel Stern's character, by the way, Phil, is uh, really hating his life. He's making everything about how his life is over because he's in a loveless, sexless marriage with a woman who absolutely hates him. And he cheated on her by impregnating a 20-year-old who works for him at her father's company. So he's not only getting a divorce and losing everything, he's gaining a child with a 20-year-old and also losing his job incredible <laughs> yeah what a story and they're and he, talking about fucking cowboy shit and like he you say that he like he's miserable or whatever he's really not he's like in pretty decent spirits like he's excited to be there he's excited to be on the getaway oh, no no he is not when they get there he's like he's like distraught i remember him being like okay i'm i'm this is i'm here and i'm ready to do this oh no no they get him there like halfway through the movie when uh the the only woman on the trip smiles at him but they're like they're like dragging him along where billy crystal initially starts off as like the mopey guy once he ruins his life everything is about how oh well my life is over then they, they start joking about it and what, what do they say they're like uh your life ain't that bad like take our friend for example his life is over and he's like yes it is i just ruined my loveless sexless marriage by cheating <laughs> Maybe I maybe I got the impression that um that like he was he was very distraught about his life situation but was happy to be on the trip to escape it. Yeah, once they get out there, once they get that get moving, everybody's happy. Although Billy Crystal isn't good at really anything. He's looking around at everybody else where there is a uh, father son, they're dentists. Yep. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about the the crew that's on the on the trip. Yeah, so there's the father son uh, dentists and there's a funny scene. They introduce themselves, and Billy Crystal's like, whoa, you're both dentists. Potentially meaning, like, whoa, like, father and son are dentists. And the guy's like, yes, we're black. Don't be weird about this. <laughs> and, the and the father's, father's like, like, they're not weird. You are. He wasn't necessarily saying that. And I was like, oh, but maybe he was. Yo, were you TikTok youths. Get, get, get I like here. that they dressed it right off the bat and then never went back to it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, let's... Let's clear the air. It's one of that son's like two lines. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, by the way, plays that uh, son. Yes. Just kidding. Uh, but the the then there's a woman who's a beautiful woman who is supposed to go with one of her friends, but her friends bailed at the last minute, and she was like, "Whatever, I'll go anyway." But the uh, the the real home runs the the real home run hitters are uh, Barry and Ira Shalowitz, who are a pair of brothers who are essentially Ben and Jerry. Yes. They're supposed to be. They yeah. make ice cream and. As they are told by the crew, wait, but you can't be Barry and Ira. We've seen the commercials for Barry and Ira. And they were like, yeah, we're ugly. We use models because we're uh, we're ugly. 
Buds. I love those guys. They it's David Paymer and uh, the guy from Billy Madison. Yes. The guy, uh, who's the, the, is he the principal or something in Billy Madison? I don't recall, but I have seen that guy in several things. I don't know what I know David Paymer from, by the way. Me like, either. He's a he's person a, that you see, he, and you're he, like, "Oh he, yeah, he's just like a classic that guy." Okay, uh, he's been in films such as Mr. Saturday Night, Quiz Show, Searching for Bobby Fisher, City Slickers. That's it. Uh, crazy people, State and Maine. I'm telling you what, I'm getting nothing here. Payback, Get Shorty, Carpool, The American I've President, seen Shorty, The Hurricane, The Hurricane, Ocean's Thirteen. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, okay, Drag Me to Hell, and uh, he's the lead singer of. I'm just kidding. He's a guy that I, th- I bet like a lot of people recognize on the street and they just like don't know his name, don't know what they've seen him from, but they're just like, I know that guy's famous. He's like a level below uh, like a Judy Greer where like the average person probably doesn't know, even though everybody should know Judy Greer, but she's like kind of leaned into the like, hey, you might not know what you know me from kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what this guy's got going on. But let me tell you, these brothers are going having this trip. And they are just the cutest motherfuckers yes. I've seen in my life. They are like if if any of the people on that trip were me and Pete, it was those oh, brothers. Hundred percent, just like a lot of grab ass, <laughs> yes. a, lot of, a lot of a lot of like dicking around and like kind of wanting to do it right. Yes, but hey, like, if we don't, we're all on this. We're trip. all having a good time, and like without really checking, like are we all having a good time? <laughs> and then like if if the if a discussion is brought up about something that they're passionate about, they get very serious, so, like like a, even like a little bit combative. Yes, that is true. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was probably I, I was probably Barry. You were Ira. Barry is the the one that was saying I can do, I can and, tell you the ice yeah. cream for any meal. Yeah, which that was just a. This didn't. This movie wasn't too long, but if they needed to cut anything, didn't need that. I'm one. going with that. <laughs> yeah. Billy Crystal's like, all right. <laughs> Tootsie rolls and peas. What do you have afterwards? And he's like, a uh, rum raisin. And, and they were like, like, how do you guys so do this? To believe that? Yeah, they were like, how do you guys do this? And they're like, analytics. Yeah, <laughs> analytics, baby. Uh, so they're playing around. These two guys who are supposed to be working, they're cowboys, actual cowboys, who are supposed to be like part of the, the group leaders, uh, begin harassing the beautiful woman. It gets contentious, and a fight almost breaks out, and then an old guy comes in and lassos one of their necks. Yes. That man won an Academy Award for Best Supporting he Actor. It's one of his did. like three scenes. <laughs> he is barely in the movie, so uh, apologies are due to... Bradley Cooper. Yep. Uh, yes, we owe some apologies. Yes. Uh, the, the big one, Drew Barrymore, when everyone's like, how did she get the poster? Even though everyone's not like that because nobody else has got the poster. But when people are like, why was she on the poster? She's in way more of Scream than uh, Jack uh, Palance, who played Curly, was in this. He gives like, he has like one scene. He's like the, the group leader. He, yeah, he he's has an like, old man. He has like two important scenes. And he's charming. He's fine. I like him fine. He's like a he's like a dollar store Clint Eastwood. Yeah, kind of. And it's he's like he he's sort of like a cliche caricature of like a of like a hard cowboy. Yeah, he so, has constantly has a cigarette hanging out of hmm. the cornermost part of his mouth. Yeah, it's all it's, he might have gotten the Academy Award for keeping that cigarette in his mouth while delivering all his lines because that thing is so far to the side of his mouth that I was waiting for it to fall out. 
So he won for Best Supporting Actor, and I looked at the other things that were nominated, the guys that he beat out, and I was like, you know what, maybe it was just a weak year. I'm not too mad that he won that. Uh, the best part about it, though, is he has he had like an all-time speech. He got oh, up really? there, just said, Billy Crystal. He didn't say, I think he said like, I take shits bigger than you or something like that. Yes. He like got up there, made fun of Billy Crystal, then started doing one-armed push-ups on stage and then got back up and said a couple of jokes and just like walked off. That's unbelievable. Well, the uh, the Billy Crystal line is from the movie. Yeah. Well, what's the... What like, I take craps bigger than you. Okay. Or I take so, dumps bigger than you. I something. take dumps bigger. So I, I bubble boyed it. I made it like a little more vulgar than yes. it needed uh, to be. And that would be amazing if he got up there and he was like, Billy Crystal, I take dumps bigger than you. There's like not much of a reaction. And he's like, anyone see this fucking movie? <laughs> Shall I go fuck myself? It's my one line from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Do you not? Should I lasso a person's neck? Would then? Would you understand it? Uh, so they they they're making the trek across the 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 whatever they have the fucking Oregon Trail. The, yeah, dude. That all the movie is is the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Like the actual plot of the movie kind of stinks. They just do the Oregon Trail and they get to the other end of it and it's like, oh yay, we made it. And they want to kill the the people that they bring the. The cows who are like, it oh, a, good, we're about to sell them so they can be murdered. It is a very disjointed movie where you're like, you have no idea what's happening next it because gets, it just goes in such weird directions. It gets serious in places that you wouldn't think it would get serious. It gets dark in places where you think it would get like a the guy, cowboys have to leave because they uh, Daniel Stern eventually pulls a gun on them and is like, well, look, they, pull, they kind of pull a gun on yes, him and he like you're right. reverses it. Yeah. But he's like, listen, man. I was in a level of sexless marriage and cheated on my wife by impregnating a 20-year-old who worked for me at her dad's store. I got nothing to lose, motherfucker. <laughs> sleep it off. There's a, I do like sleep it off. They get they got a lot of like cowboy stuff on them. Mm-hmm. They start talking like cowboys. He uh, Billy Crystal after delivering a calf really begins to like feel like a cowboy. And he's kind of found himself, and that's yeah, a beautiful need the thing. Calf in the movie. delivery scene. Oh, I did. That was I loved outrageous. that. I loved that. It was very gruesome. He got. If that movie were called "How Mitch Got His Groove Back," <laughs> he would have been even better because that—that's where he found himself. That's true. He found himself on that trail. Uh, there is a scene with a very ancillary character who I, I believe like has like a couple Jake lines. <laughs> yes, a couple lines. Uh, you never see him drinking. And then all of a sudden, he is so shit-faced that uh, he drives two horses off a cliff and kills them both and, like, basically fucks up the entire plot of the movie. Just a character that you do not know anything about. Really weird. Also, um, uh, Curly dies. (laughs) Curly passes away. After he's after he gets a couple lines off, just some outrageous twists in this movie. Gets a couple lines off and then just uh, dies real quick. They they really in the do Academy like, Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. <laughs> they really do like they're like okay, this movie's about these three guys, they're friends, and like they don't really fight. Some buddies, they yeah. don't really fight that much. They're going through a weird time in all three of their lives, and that's the movie. And then like somebody else in the room is like, all right, well we need some like conflict and like hurdles to jump over we need to be terrified for a woman's safety the entire time (laughs) they just like have to write in these uh like these hurdles but they don't use any of the main characters they just throw in like these characters that you don't care about okay like this guy who you barely know 
ha- gives one one stirring uh, coming of age speech or yep. whatever, then dies. Mm-hmm. Then a guy gets drunk, drives a wagon off a cliff. These two sort of like thug uh, cowboys lightly threaten this not light they threaten this woman oh no they're and, and then they like threaten to kill a baby baby cow yeah and also maybe a human mm-hmm. um that's a that's a plot twist and then also a river yes they just write in these these uh these hurdles that you really can't ever see coming uh i'd be remiss if i didn't mention these three fellas love baseball oh yeah they, they know who played third base for the 1960 pirates they know it all they're debating baseball the whole time in fact at one point they're like it just like starts a new scene and phil and ed are like i can't believe you think so-and-so is the best right fielder ever i was like there's no way these guys have been friends their whole lives and they're just now getting to like right fielder talk especially because like they only talk about baseball all they (laughs) do is talk about baseball uh they discuss their favorite memories what were their best days and billy crystals is walking into the ballpark that's right bitch number one my leadoff hitter for uh things i love about baseball so billy crystals a-okay by me they're doing some like hey what's your best day and they all talk about like some nice little light things a childhood memory and ed who has no feelings is like when I caught my dad cheating on my mom and kicked him out, and I told him, you're not cheating on her, bucko. You're cheating on us. And it's like, ooh. Like, that was my best and worst day. Yeah. Ed has entered the chat. Yeah. And Billy Crystal's like, I went to a baseball game once. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sick. <laughs> the whole movie, they're like, yo, share your feelings. Share your feelings. And he does. And they're like, my best memory was uh, they... I forgot to pay for my ice cream, and when I walked back in, they were like, oh, well, you know what? Just for your honesty, it's on the house. That's right. That was my... <laughs> that thanks, was it for me, for sharing, Ed. Ed. Yeah. Way to bring down this party. Uh, I do feel a bit um, sort of like um, validated that uh, that Billy Crystal, like basically the biggest baseball guy of all time. Yeah. Oh, he selected, had one of yours. Selected my leadoff hitter. Did you know Daniel Stern... Was a pinch hitter in this movie. Ooh, for who? Phil was supposed to be played by Rick Moranis. Wow. Would have been a better movie. Yeah, it definitely would have been. I like Daniel Stern, though. I like him just fine. I, I, yeah, I thought he was quite good in this movie, but I think that, uh, Rick, that that role would have been more suited to Rick Moranis. Imagine exasperated Rick Moranis <laughs> yes. being like, oh, no, I'm in a loveless, sexless marriage, and I impregnated a 20-year-old. <laughs> Who works for me at my horrible wife's father's company. Honey, I banged the cashier. Yeah. Shit, man. Uh, so they, they get all the... Somehow. Did Rick Moranis the, quit acting? And maybe that's when he... Yeah. They they lead the, the, the herd. That can't be true because that was, this movie's 91. No, it was like way after. Yeah. yeah, yeah I thought yeah. you were kidding. Yeah, it was way after. Uh, Rick Moranis probably quit acting in like... I would 90s, guess like late 90s. 98, yeah. yeah. Um, but they bring all the, the cows across. They're like, yeah, we did it. They get to the farm and the guy's like, thank you. We'll take it from here. And by take it from here, I mean sell these cows immediately because we just got murdered. a good price. Yeah. They're going to get killed. <laughs> and th- they're like, there's just a collective. Oh, shit. Like, we're not going to stop eating meat, but damn. Yeah, they're really upset about it, though. I thought that I thought that it was going to result in them buying the ranch 
and then like moving out there to run the ranch, which would have been, I think, a, like a better a nice, ending. That would have been a nice city slickers too. I knew there was a second city slickers, so I thought that they were going to be like, like hell you are. Let's turn around, and they just like it's like a chase. <laughs> As they try to like bring them back to the other place, That'd be so they funny weren't going to sell them at the other place. Let's go back to the other place, which is also owned by the same people. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll I, never catch these I w- cows. I would love if City Slickers was about the trip there, and then City Slickers Two is just about never immediately the ensuing trip back. I mean, we'll find. What do you think the chances are we watch City Slickers Two during this Jill week? All week, yeah, like ninety eight percent, very high. So Patreon dot com slash Listen to Brunch. It's Jill and Hall week.